0: For a limited time, or until I kick off my deal hunting season next year, I want to get on a call with as many Simple Passive Cashflow listeners who I have not connected with yet. I want to see if there's any way I can help or at least demystify this world of real estate investing to expedite you on the road to financial freedom. New friends, book a call at talk. This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went try to rent them out, and then he became one real investor man. Hey guys, this is Lane with the Simple Passive Cashflow Podcast. Today we got Robert McCann, the multifamily investor, also that I met through kind of my travels. We both do a little bit of the same thing, but he's got a little bit of a more interesting background. And today's going to be a deep dive into the topic of e-commerce websites. Here's kind of the overview from the investor's perspective. You know how you buy a single family home, it's distressed, and you fix it up? Well, think of it like the website is sort of distressed or uh, mismanaged or there can be some value add. So that's kind of the business that Robertson today. Why don't you give us a little bit of your uh, corporate backstory there, Robert, and just so people get a sense of where you're coming from.
1: I grew up in a fairly rural and humble circumstances. Um, after college, I went to law school uh, in New York City. And in New York City, I uh, found a home and was able to work um, uh, in a big law firm in, in, in with New York offices. So I had offices in New York, Washington, D.C. and uh, London. And there I did mostly uh, Wall Street work. And my big client was a company called Bear Stearns, which you may remember from, uh, they were the first investment bank to go down in 2008, um, go bankrupt anyway. Um, They stopped being my client long before then, thank goodness. But uh, I did that for about eight years and – moved on to energy, tra- or got involved in the internet boom, uh, was counseled to a number of companies that spun off from a company at that time called AOL, which is now AOL Time Warner, and worked a lot with uh, uh, new technology executives trying to build up this thing called the internet. And then from there, worked for an energy trading company that bought the assets from uh, Enron when Enron went bankrupt and was able to capitalize on that. Worked for a hedge fund, and a few years ago, uh, my wife and I decided to go to a more rural setting, similar to where we grew up, and uh, well, I've been in Omaha, Nebraska for over the last for, for the last five or six years. Was
0: well, is that, is that kind of home for you? or
1: No, uh, She's no, but it was closer to home, and it was uh, the right job opportunity popped up, and so we took advantage of it. Um, we're a quick plane ride away from where
0: Cool. So where does the, um, the real estate investing kind of come in? Did you, did you do the internet stuff before or was it after?
1: Um, my first venture into the internet stuff was mostly on the legal side. I was helping people set up stock option plans, set up their companies and that type of thing. And that was about 10, 15 years ago. Well, 15 years ago now. Um, I started multifamily investing when we moved here to Omaha, uh, mostly as a hobby And I saw that there were certain markets that were biggest one being the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, Another one was uh, the Western portion of South Carolina. There were just a few areas that just really took off. And so I focused on that for, I would say most of the last five years. And it's clear that uh, cap rates have compressed to the point where we're, they're probably the best they're going to be in my lifetime. And so about a year ago, I started looking for alternatives to multifamily investing because I, cap rates were just so high. It was super expensive. Um, or excuse me, cap rates were so low and the prices is you know, relatively high. So I started looking around for alternative investments and I tried a different things. And this was, uh, I had a friend suggest to me, Hey, why don't you look at buying websites that are already producing money? And it's a, you know, it's, it's a higher risk investment than in real estate, but it's also a lot more fun. So, um, I started looking at that and saw that the multiples there were, uh, you know, of, EBITDA were, were frankly low compared to corporations, you know, smaller companies that you buy and then uh, real estate that you buy. So I thought, why not? I'll give it a shot. And about a, over a year ago, I bought my first site. And uh, and I was surprised at how well it was, has been doing. It's performing extremely well. Um, uh, and it, the model was similar to real estate in that I hired a um asset manager or a website manager to take care of the website for me. And that asset manager gets a piece of the profits of, of what I make. So they're properly incentivized and it's just been a great model. Um, it's been uh, exciting. And so I did my second investment. I got a group of family and friends together in let last fall and we bought a, a larger website
0: and that seems to be going really well. Um, it's, We'll kind of catch people up. Um, so Sorry, so like for people that, that you know, kind of still catching on what we're talking about, we're we're kind of talking about like mom and pop investing for websites here. Yeah. Um, maybe kind of go over the uh, like the, the amount of capital needed to do this.
1: Okay. The first one. Well, first of all, it's a higher risk uh, investment because unlike property, you know, the website can disappear from day day one to day two where property the earth generally isn't going to go anywhere unless there's a huge earthquake or a, or a volcanic eruption which in texas there are very few volcanic eruptions right right and, and,
0: and i'll interject right there um you know that's kind of why a lot of people they come to real estate as sort of the end game um right. you know a lot of people that i'll have you know i still do those those free intro calls to learn people's stories and a lot of stories of you know they either have a lot of money you know they got hundreds and hundreds in their 401k and they got to put it into a hard asset or a lot of business owners too. That's why I was kind of curious if you kind of did the website stuff first or the real estate, but it seems like all roads sort of lead to the real estate as an end game. It's more of a conservative play. It's, you don't make gobbles and gobbles of money, but it, it's a safer, safer thing.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a safer thing. And, and if the if the uh, property does or, or the investment ends up not working out, you've always got the uh, hard dirt as As security um depending on the strength of the loan that you have and and the amount of the loan that you have on the on the asset because websites are a little higher risk um right now we we don't lever that that at all it's just we invest capital and we don't take any loans uh don't take on any debt um, because that would take make a already risky investment or a more risky investment take us through
0: the first transaction um you know how much was it and then where did you find this thing where do you what what is what website does somebody go to
1: the first thing i was looking for is a niche uh something that was very specific um something that wasn't going to go away uh regardless of the economy and how having lived through 2008 having i lost uh, essentially half my portfolio value in 2008 i'm a, a little bit risk averse and 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 try not to lose money whenever I can. In fact, that's my first rule of investing: is don't lose any money. But uh, there are several websites or brokers that you can go to. Flippa is one. Um, uh, that, that's the one that I use. Um, there are several others which I can I can uh, uh, provide to you, Lane, and you can provide to your uh, viewers and, and your listeners. Um, and there, what they do, it's just, it's like a typical real estate broker website in that they just put up. Uh, Flippa puts up on their uh, marketplace, the different websites that are for sale. And it talks a little bit about the characteristics and, and the number of investors and then, or not, excuse me, not the number of investors, but the number of visitors. It goes through all the analytics, the amount of money that it's making the cost. And you start your due diligence, just like you would on a real estate or a piece of a real estate property. And you can verify uh, different things. And so, verify their numbers. You can go to Google Analytics to make sure that the number of uh, sessions they have are correct and how long those sessions are. And you can get bank account statements to see, how, you know, if AdWords is their source, you know, how much AdWords is depositing in their account and, and, and pursuant to, you know, which visits. Uh, for me, the big issue was topic. And so I began brainstorming and, and brainstormed with everybody that I knew, hey, what's something that's going to stick around? It's not going to be it's going to be here regardless of you know, we're in a great economy or a poor economy, what's something that people are going to have uh, an interest in and going to continue to buy things for. And uh, what we came up with was uh, nursing, and by nursing, I mean breastfeeding. And so uh, when women breastfeed after giving birth, there's a number of products that they need or that makes breastfeeding easier. There's a number of, uh, especially if you're a, a woman who's working. There is a number of items. There are a number of items you need to uh, uh, pump breast milk um, and to keep it and to do it in a uh, in a way that's sufficiently private, but also sufficiently uh, effective. And so
0: you've obviously become an expert in this, right? I have
1: actually. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I've hired uh, somebody to add content. Uh, the the woman who adds content is very passionate about breastfeeding. Uh, incredibly competent at, at writing and uh, she creates content for the website. And then we just link, uh, you know, if we review certain products like breast pumps or, or pads um, or, or creams uh, we just link to right now it's Amazon. And if, if somebody buys off, you know, that product pursuant to that link, then we get a piece of the profit. Um, it's just, it, it, and, that, and that's the business model. It's as Simple as that and uh, I'm just surprised at how, I'm, I'm very surprised at the return that we're getting. Um, it's it's double-digit returns, um, and it, that doesn't seem to be going anywhere soon. And so that's what made me excited and about it and uh, made me think, well, maybe there's an opportunity here, and that's what led to my...
0: I was always frustrated by the numerous investing education programs out there who gouge their investors, charging them $5,000, 10000 even $40,000. I don't know about you, but I thought it was completely wrong when they tricked people, actually had them call their credit card providers to get a credit line increase to pay for the program. Many of these people could not afford these expensive coaching options and should have used it as a down payment for their first investment. If someone only had 20 grand, they should use that to buy a rental to get started. Let me make one thing clear. Our mastermind is not for you if you're broke. It's a cost-effective way to mitigate mistakes when building your portfolio. People in this group are gonna be a pre-selected population of professionals and high net worth individuals. You'll be a good in company. That is after you apply and get in at simplepassivecashflow.com backslash journey. And yeah, if you're lonely and struggle to find motivated friends who wanna do more than sit at their W2 jobs, collecting a paycheck, then go home and watching Netflix all day because all they can afford is $8.99 a month on their digital entertainment budget, then this is a place for you too. simplepassacashflow.com backslash journey. Just so learn. we don't leave the um, the listeners at home. So we kind of mentioned a couple terms there. First, content marketing. So um, Robert's paying for uh, uh, some gal to type up some uh, articles for him. So that supposedly is supposed to rank on Google or draw people to the site to to get traffic to the site. How'd you find that person? Is it, is it American or...
1: She's an American. Um, she's out of Pennsylvania. She's a stay at home mom. She was a friend of a friend. Um, I did put out the word that I'm looking for uh, someone who is a good writer. Um, I went on uh, what used to be Odesk. I forget who, who acquired Odesk, but I went there asking for referrals. I also um, went to several colleges in Pennsylvania asking if they had um, referrals for professional writers. Uh, basically, the, the English apartments there and then they went to and through a friend of a friend i found her uh she's incredibly sharp incredibly competent and uh anyway she blew me away so i'm fortunate to have her
0: and you're paying per word or or per hour is that how and what kind of hourly rate or
1: article um uh as we started getting more sophisticated on the google searches and the and the uh, specific Google searches we were looking for um, she started to get started to become very skillful at figuring out which articles would rank number one uh, in the Google search and at that time I started paying her percentage so you know whatever so let's say she writes a, an article on uh, uh, breast pumps um, and or a certain brand of breast pumps and you know we' we make a hundred dollars through those you know, the referrals she'll get ten dollars
0: okay so it slowly became a um, sort of a sales commission or yes. a, actually an equity partner in a way right
1: yeah for those specific products and you know we have limits on how much she can make and over what time that, that she is definitely incentivized to create new content and to have that new content refer traffic to uh, products about it and she's
0: fantastic. fantastic
1: she's gotten after me a few times for for uh, not being paying attention close enough. And the-,
0: the, the other thing that we're chatting about there was um, this term called affiliate marketing. And I think a lot of times this affiliate marketing is kind of the dark side of the internet. It's, it's kind of sales gone bad where guys will just build up this huge audience around just random people. And sell other people's products and pick up a, a commission, maybe like 5% or 10% or, or whatever. And, and, and that's essentially what you guys are doing. You guys are drawing traffic. In sending it to Amazon and picking up a few pennies off every transaction and um, it's kind of like what I do on my website a little bit Um, although I only get like you guys come to the website there's this kit link bunch of cool books to read some cool gadgets and gizmos that I have on my products tab and people will click on it and I'll make like a $25 Amazon gift card every quarter or something like that like (laughs) Apparently, you guys don't buy much. Like, um, it's not a targeted thing, obviously, or maybe it is, or just you guys just aren't clicking on that stuff. But um, that's kind of how the internet works, right? Draw draw traffic, and that's a that's that's what an affiliate website is. Key to getting high traffic for uh,
1: these content marketing websites is getting the right Google search and being number one or number two ranked. that google search so you have to do a lot of google analytics
0: acquiring these that website like how much was it to acquire it and is there any debt associated
1: so no debt Um, so i'll answer that right up front Um, i'm just have seen so many bad things happen in my career with people being over levered um i'm just not a big fan of debt for personal investments this one cost uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars and uh this initial one cost that much uh and what we did is we found the website, um, or I found the website on Flippa, and started my search and looked at, uh, you know, I asked for specific things like, uh, like I mentioned, bank account information, Google Analytics, saying how long their visits were. I looked at their uh, uh, search engine optimization. After I did the, the research, I saw what they were making. I'll just give you the full numbers. They were roughly, making roughly about $10,000 a month after expenses. And so the market price at that time was about 20 times monthly expenses. Now, if you're going to buy a, a small business or even a larger business, you're, you look at oh, about eight times to ten times EBITDA. And so, you know, I'm, I'm paying you know, less than two times EBITDA. So, so let me step back. I'm mixing up numbers here for that for might confuse people. When you're buying a larger business, you look at annual EBITDA. And so if you're, if you're paying 10 times EBITDA for a business, you're paying essentially 120 times uh, monthly EBITDA. So what does that stand for? Earnings before income, tax depreciation, and I forget what the A stands for.
0: Uh, but
1: that's basically your profitability. Uh, you know, right. Basically your cost minus expenses.
0: Similar to like a, like a cap, like how you just apply the cap to a, a property.
1: Basically, it's a measure of profitability. And so with websites, because they're a smaller business, it's, they're usually cash businesses, you can see, okay, here's what the, here's what our revenue was. Here's what the costs are, and then that split. And so the the market price now for a website that's fairly profitable is between 20 and 24 times the monthly profit that that website makes. And so it's they're basically selling at about 20 to 25 percent uh, of what the value of a, an ongoing larger business.
0: So this thing is making 10 grand a month. So, hundred twenty grand a year. Take us through the calculation.
1: Uh, the market price generally is about twenty times the monthly profit. Ten times twenty is two hundred thousand. And since that time, we've been able, just like a property, we're able to optimize it for traffic and content.
0: It is the game plan to kind of just sell it at once you hit a certain point? You know, because like apartments, like you know, what you're trying to do is you're you're trying to double your investors' money, right? So that's right. kind of taking maybe bumping your your value up. By like 20 percent or so to get that.
1: This is going to be a longer play for us. This is going to be a cash flow play, and we're going to keep it probably for at least five years. I would uh, analogize this: we bought the property, or we bought the website, essentially as a Class C property. Uh, we're met, we've moved it up to a Class B, and I don't know yet if we have the skills to move it up to a Class A property, you know, super high. And so we, at that point, we may need to sell.
0: Right. It, it, it's similar to like a um you know, you're putting together a, a class, say a class B apartment building, you do the, the rehab, you can't really make it much nicer. So like, you know, you're taking your, your breastfeeding website and you do the affiliate marketing, you do the content producing. I mean, really there's, there's not much more you can do, right? I mean, maybe, maybe you and I can get together, make a, a podcast on it or something right. like that, right? But,
1: we do have uh, three women who are making videos for the website, video content. And uh, th- there are things that you can do to make the content souped up. But uh, ultimately, if we were to sell this, it would probably have to go to a, but somebody that could tuck it in nicely to their larger business of servicing uh, women who are, uh, have just given birth.
0: So, At what point do you think about maybe putting debt on this thing or is debt available to be able to cash flow long term once you stabilize it?
1: Banks are just getting into the cash flow game or excuse me, just getting into the website game. Give me 25% of annual uh, profits in in debt. Um, And another one offered me 30%, but they both wanted a personal guarantee, uh, meaning that I would have to back up the, the loan. So it wasn't really a loan for the website. It was a loan off of
0: my individual credit. So the game for you is mostly stabilize it. And if it's cash flowing, keep it. But if not sell it or which way are you leaning towards?
1: We'll probably sell it eventually but it's this is a long-term hold
0: so a lot of um, listeners are, are kind of listening here kind of the engineering type and you know they got a day job so what they're doing is the e-commerce thing where they they're setting up an Amazon storefront are you doing that with your websites too or is that maybe a potentially Potential partnering opportunity. What I'm kind of thinking of here, it's kind of like if you buy in a 100-unit apartment building and you've got this empty lot next door, build some self-storage facility there, some small one. And then, you know, it's kind of like another revenue stream where, you know, right now you've got this website and you're doing affiliate content, you're optimizing SEO, but maybe you can bring on some other guy who's really good at the Amazon stuff. And a lot of the listeners are probably thinking to themselves, all right, there's these like, kind of techniques that you need to acquire throughout the year do this and when you're talking about something like um let's just say the social media part or doing a facebook group right Some people don't know how to do that don't have a clue what do you know how to do that or did you just outsource it it's kind of like like a property manager right for a property right like i have no idea how to do an eviction to be honest i don't have a clue right like i just give it to them but I and say go and do it is, is that sort of the same thing that's happening here or do you have to learn it? So, well, that's why you, we
1: hired the coach is we needed one-on-one coaching. You know, there's websites out there that are cheaper. The reason I went with the uh, $200,000, that's a mid-level, two to 500,000. There are websites out there you can buy for less than 10,000, but they're they're definitely more work.
0: So where are like the mom and the, the sophisticated mom-and-paw investors going to? Is that kind of the, hundred to five hundred thousand dollar range or
1: hundred to five hundred once you get above 500 there you get uh, you're, we're starting to see institutional money come in
0: thanks for kind of chatting up about this for us i know it's kind of outside of the real estate realm and i think for a lot of guys they, they live in like california or, or places where you're not near the action and this could be an option for yeah. investing
1: i'm having a lot of fun learning a new area it is it's not easy but it's not so overwhelming. So
0: you're you're still working a day job. That's right. right. And and you're still doing the um, the apartments a little bit. What's the percentage of like your portfolio of real estate and and kind of screwing around and tinkering with this stuff?
1: I'm about forty percent real estate.
0: Oh, cool. and and then we'll get a list of. Shoot me over that list of. Um, Brokers. brokers and yeah. then, uh, we'll put that in the show notes all right guys well uh we'll, we'll catch you next time make sure you sign up for that who do pipeline club and um also if you're interested in joining our next mastermind journey course um 27 weeks of content but the biggest thing is the bi-weekly coaching calls of myself and the other participants all right we'll catch you guys next time bye